Howdy folks, welcome back to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and beware there will be spoilers. Uh, first off, let me say that uh, I want to apologize if any um, sound quality issues show up in this episode. I'll try to correct a post, of course, um, but I'm using a new system, a new everything, and still trying to hash out some. So if anything pops up, and it's bearable, I'll probably pass it through, but just bear with me as I make corrections over the next several episodes. Now, as far as the Ronin Rabbit show, uh, you can get in touch with me at Teal Productions on Twitter. That's T-E-A-L. The Usagi Ojimbo Dojo and the Usagi Ojimbo page itself, I post these episodes on Facebook. BigTimeNoise.com slash Rabbit is the website. You can leave comments there. And usagipodcast at gmail.com is the email address. You can email me there. Now today, Usagi Ujimbo Volume 4, that's the current IDW color volume. Issue 7, cover dated December 2019, is the book I'm going to be looking at. The Swords of the Higashi is the title of the story. So fast, that didn't right. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And our uh, dramatis personae include Miyamoto Usagi, Murakami Genosuke, uh, Inoke, or Stray Dog, as he's called, Kitsune, who is in the story in name only, and the Higashi. Now the story opens, we see Genosuke running, and running, and running, and breathing very hard, uh, very, very hard, which kind of is uh, alluded to or comes up here a little bit later in the story in kind of a humorous way. As he's running through the forest, he scares a Tokagi who goes skittering off to the side, running, running, and he stops a moment and looks back over his shoulder to see that he's being pursued by no less than six bandits, all of various animosity and various dress. Looks like we have, you know, some bears and some cats, maybe some other animal. And uh, Genosuke turns back around to run and sees that he's run himself right into a, a little sheltered cove that is bordered on one end by a large boulder that he can't get past. So he decides at this point... Of course, he has to turn around and do something. So first, he tries to converse with the gentleman, and he tells them um, that, yep, looks like I've got you now. And they're like, what do you mean? There's six of us and one of you. Oh, no, 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 you don't understand. I led you here. This is a trap. And he says, you can come out now. And the six bandits, you know, they're looking around wondering, what in the world is this crazy dude talking about? And Genosuke says again, quit kidding around. Come out, stray dog. And finally, the stray dog who comes uh, nonchalantly walking down the path that they just ran down to get in covish area of the forest here. Excuse me, I'm fighting a cold today. Um, they divvy up. Three of the bandits rush toward stray dog. Three of the bandits rush toward Genosuke. We see sword fighting and uh, banter between Genosuke and Stray Dog mainly. Uh, Genosuke asking, you know, why didn't you come out the first time? And Stray Dog giving him all these goofy excuses and everything like that. One panel here, though, caught my interest because I don't believe in the books so far, and, and I don't claim to have read all issues of Usagi yet. But we see that Gen, uh, in the panel, he's facing us. The adversary is facing Gen, so we just have his back. But Gen has swiped his sword, and the character, we can see a separation in the neck between the head and the torso, uh, signifying the fact that he has been decapitated. That, I believe, is the first time that we had ever, that, that I recall seeing anything that uh, definite or that violent. Although this isn't violent, there's no blood or you know anything like that there's just that 
separation in the drawing between the head and the torso. So that kind of caught my attention that the, um, you know, the violence, yeah, a little bit. A um, couple other pages throughout the story, we see blood spatters and things like that, which we have kind of seen before, but not to this extent because they weren't necessarily colored. So, so Gen and Stray Dog uh, dispatch the bandits. Uh, one of the bandits here that Stray Dog, the final bandit that he defeats, looks to be as big or maybe a little bit bigger than Genosuke is. Kind of interesting to me. Uh, Genosuke is large, and here in a moment we'll find out that he is larger than he has been in the past. But Stray Dog and Gen are talking what they're going to do next, and one of the bandits that was on Genosuke's side wasn't killed. So he jumps up and grabs his sword, and rather than just attacking, he screams out and attacks, which the scream alerts Stray Dog and Genosuke. And as they turn to him, a rock comes out from somewhere and hits the bandit in the head, knocking him out. So immediately, Genosuke starts asking, you know, who's there, where are you, come out, etc., etc. And stepping out from behind a nearby tree is Usagi. They, Stray Dog and, and Genosuke talk about, well, you know, that's all well and good, but he's not going to get any of my share, as we know. Or, I apologize, if you are brand new, Genosuke and Stray Dog are bounty hunters. So whatever this is about this bandits has to do with a bounty on someone or something making money. And, and these men were trying to prevent that. So they're talking and telling Usagi what they're after. And they uh, let him know that actually it's not any of these dudes. You know, we don't have to carry them back to town. for Because that's what you would typically have to do is prove that you have captured or killed the bandit. Uh, Usagi says carry the bodies. I don't know. I would probably just take the heads and put them in a sack and take them back. But that's kind of gross. Um, but Gen says, no, it's not any of the dudes. Actually, it's this dude's sword. Um, they belong to clan Higashi. Um, and here, Gen drops the word Daisho, uh, which is not signified by Stan, like he, but the uh, Daisho is the matching pair of swords that you often see with samurai. Now, those of you that know more about swords and medieval Japan than I do, Please bear with me as this is just a cursory uh, definition of what is going on here. I, I understand that there is much more significance and, and you can get much more in depth with many of the things I'm about to say. But the Daisho, the matched pair, uh, Daisho is a derivative. It, it translates to big little and it's a combination of the words Daito and Shoto. Daito being the long sword, which is typically a katana. This is where it can get all into a big rabbit hole if you want to go looking at the different long swords over the years that were used. They usually match up with particular periods of Japanese history. And uh, the shoto, or the short, shorter of the two swords, which could either be a wakasashi or a tanto, again, depending on the time frame that we're talking about. But either way, the daisho is the matched pair of samurai swords, typically one long and one shorter. Um, whatever type of blades they make. So that is end goal that Stray Dog and Genosuke were after, getting these swords and returning them back to the Higashi clan. So they pick up the swords, and um, as they're talking, we find out that the whole reason that these swords have been separated from the clan is that they were stolen. The thief then sold the swords to a dude named Doro, and Doro is who they just took the swords off of. So now they're going to go back to probably a nearby or the closest town and return them to the Higashi clan. Usagi's asking, well, what you know, what about this thief? Is this someone they should be worried about? And Genosuke says, no, she's da-da-da-da-da. And 
Usagi immediately latches on the pronoun she. And Genosuke says, yes, it's Kitsune that apparently stole the swords. And Usagi and Kitsune and the other characters of Usagi's entourage um, have history. And that history goes back a ways, several volumes back. Not anything I'm going to get into here. If, if you want to uh, find out more about Kitsune, of course, there's plenty of resources online. Um, I will have a little bit to say about uh, Genosuke and Stray Dog here in the story notes at the end of this. And those are provided by Stan. That's not anything I assembled. So uh, they're talking, and the person that was knocked out by the rock Usagi threw finally uh, rouses, begs for his life. Um, you know, Stray Dog, very... Matter of fact, we'll just kill him and not worry about it. And Usagi's saying, well, we can't kill him in cold blood. And Genosuke kind of sides with both, but then he finally leans towards Usagi. We have the swords. Dude is just a dude. Go away. Don't, you know, don't show your face again. Run and hide, little pup. You know, kind of uh, intimidating, which is Genosuke's personality. So you have Stray Dog, who is just matter of fact. You have Genosuke that always wants, um, wants to... Im- uh, improve for a bounty hunter the way people look at him, uh, intimidate them. And Usagi used honorable the three, far and away. And, of course, that's why he's the protagonist of our story. So they uh, they let this one rogue go. He runs off screaming. They head, they being Usagi, Genosuke, and Stray Dog, head back towards the village. Interestingly enough, uh, Stray Dog carrying one of the Daisho and Genosuke the other. I didn't notice that until later on that they had divvied up, in essence, the, uh, the booty that they found. Now here, Usagi starts really messing with Gen, talking about how he looks different. Oh, no, you look bigger. Oh, you've put on weight. No, you've put on lots of weight. Boy, have you put on many pounds. I mean, he just keeps pounding him, and pa- no pun intended, hounding him, I'll say, and hounding him as they're walking. Till finally, uh, later on, they walking and they pass a group of travelers here as they're walking in the opposite direction and usagi being usagi and gen you know this shows the relation to them and as they walk by usagi gets gen's attention he says yeah i know so they get ready to fight and sure enough as these travelers pass they come back at usagi gen and stray dog and attack them uh, leading this little group this little troop is the dude that they let go earlier fighting in all of the bandits are killed, except dude who originally was let go. He stays back. He doesn't even fight. He's like kind of uh, directing traffic. He's that his little group that he put together is defeated. He runs away. None of the three of our uh, heroes, I use that word, really want to run him down and do anything. So once again, they let him go. Usagi, the more honorable. Gen, second guessing the fact that you know they did it at all. Uh, stray dog saying we need to chase him down and kill him because this they're like ah let him go now they continue on their travels gen and stray dog i hope i'm pronouncing that right genosuke not genosuke or actually the pronunciation i heard was guinness which dropped the pronunciation I'm, I'm not even sure which is correct so if somebody out there wants to send me something correctly pronouncing that that would be cool I know there are several people who listen to the show who are much better versed in Japanese, Japanese pronunciation, Japanese everything, uh, than I am. And any amount of education I would certainly uh, appreciate. So they continue walking once again. Another group of dudes jumps them, being led by the guy that's getting away. They dispatch all those guys. It keeps happening over and over and over. Um, 
in Stan's illustration here, it's three, four, I think five times. Yeah, until we finally get a respite. All told, Gen, Usagi, and Stray Dog end up killing somewhere between 35 and 40 guys. And, of course, there's the one that keeps getting away. So, I don't know the size of this town, but boy, they have a lot of people willing to put their lives on the line for a little bit of coin. You know, bandits, whatever you want to call them. But I just thought, man, how does he keep recruiting? Because you know he's probably going to the same place, right? Like the same bar or something like that. Three, four, five guys volunteer and they leave. And a little while later, he comes back and asks for more. I mean, how long until people are like, no, man, you're you're bad luck. Everybody that works with you dies. I, huh. So that, that kind of struck me. And I guess it's possible each time he goes into town, he goes to a different well to pull uh, talent, and I'm throwing up the quotes here, talent from take them out and just to try to kill these guys and kiss treasure. But finally, Gen and Usagi and Stray Dog t top a little rise, and looking down into the village, you can see the village with the castle of the ruling, in this case is the Higashi clan, in the middle part of the village. Here on the roadside, too, at the top of this little this little hill or, or rise, I see that Stan has given us a, a little jisu, uh, a little uh, roadside uh, statue honoring or warning of in this case i think it's a warning because there's a red he he distinctly has a red cape a red wrap on it so i i thought that these were used to warn of difficult traveling to the area um, it also could be that this has uh, been placed here by someone to honor uh, someone who has uh, died or died in this area something like that i believe both of those instances are what the, were used for now again if my understanding is incorrect, I apologize. Please, someone, you know, drop me a few lines and correct my, my understanding of the way they're They go on into town. Um, we have some nasty looks from some of the other town people. And honestly, as I was reading, I expected yet another attack, uh, but nothing like that ever really came. They finally make it, they finally make it yeah, to the castle. Uh, they beg entrance, beg an audience before the Lord. They're taken through. The Lord is, uh, Lord Higashi is very abrupt and very sharp, um, not just with them, but I think just in general, um, makes me, you know, makes me wonder what it's like being in his village. Is, is he a, a, a decent caretaker or not? But uh, that's neither here nor there for the, they tell him what they're there for. And he motions up the sword to be looked at and finds, uh, he yells out, do you take me for a fool? Anyone can see these are cheap fakes. And, uh, the next panel is a very funny panel. All three of our main characters, Stray Dog, Genosuke, and Usagi, uh, they they voice a question mark, you know, in a in a text bubble. But the faces are those very big-eyed, long drawn-out, horse-like faces of you know surprise, um, which I, I just I thought it was funny that that particular technique was used by Stan, a little bit more uh, cartoony. Perhaps in in visage than what we're what we're used to, or what I should say, what I'm used to in the stories. But it was a nice break, um, you know. Particularly with everything that's happened, there's a treasure. It's stolen. Uh, bandits are attacking and being killed. All very serious and and um, adulty kind of concepts. And then here is a very cartoony Nickelodeon. Uh, cartoon kind of long face with the exclamation so that that was kind of cool i, I like that needless to say the uh lord of the manor has these three charlatans gathered up and thrown out on their ear not 
literally, but pretty close to it. Definitely figurative. So they get out, they're outside, and, you know, everybody's ex exchanging hand gestures between our three group, well, between Stray Dog and the guards of the castle who just very unceremoniously helped our three heroes exit the castle. So now they're talking, uh, what are we going to do? You know, they're straightening up their outfits and dusting them off and placing the swords, tying everything, getting ready for travel. And Usagi says, uh, we'd better get out of here. What are you going to do now? Directed at Gen. Gen says, I'm going to look for that guy. So I'm imagining that that guy is the one that kept escaping all the attacks. Gen apparently had enough of that. And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to get rid of that dude. And Stray Dog says, one thing I don't understand. Who is this Kitsune anyways? And Usagi says, because, well, Usagi says, oh, she's just a girl who does what she can to get by, which obviously shows you that Usagi has a very soft spot in his heart for her. Um, to the side, we're back away from our, our three protagonists as they're walking down the lane here in the village. Off to the right-hand side is a corner of a building where they have passed an intersecting pathway. So kind of behind that building so that they can't see, we have a partial torso with a hand holding and tossing a bag of, you would imagine, uh, money. And so alluding to the fact that, plus her kimono with the leaves on it, um, alluding to the fact that this is Kitsune, uh, because what had happened is she had stolen this. She had sold the fakes to um, Dude to make money. And he can do whatever he wants to with the fakes. Then after some period of time, she approaches the clan Higashi with the real swords and says that found these and wanted to return. Whatever her story would be, to return. Uh, making money off of stealing from someone and then selling back uh, their own property. And that, that very much sounds like it's... Uh, uh, and again, for those of you that aren't familiar, aren't long-time Usagi readers, uh, I think... Kitsune would most appropriately be uh, described as a grifter. That's what she does. She is also a street performer uh, that she does to make immediate money or almost as a cover. She goes from town to town finding things to purloin and whatever with. Sell away, sell back. What, that's what she does. Her street performing, which she's very good at. Uh, prestidigitation in particular. That's what she does kind of as a cover. All right, in the back here, we have Character Profile by Mr. Sakai. And if you will all bear with me, I'm going to read this as um, uh, easily as I can. You know, I don't want to drone on, so if those of you want to cut and run, by all means. Um, Mr. Sakai tells us, Murakami Genosuke, a.k.a. Gen, calls himself Usagi's best friend, though his actions do not always reflect his words. He was the son of General Murakami, hero of the Shirogeta clan, who left taking his family with him to pursue a vendetta against the traitor counselor Oda, who killed his Lord Asano. After many years, Gen left his father and set out on his own, stumbling upon bounty to make a living. He and Usagi met Lady Asano, who after 20 years was still seeking revenge for the murder of her husband. Counselor Oda had now become a powerful magistrate, but they were able to corner him and, with her dying breath, Lady Asano completed her vendetta. Gen recognized the sword he had taken from Oda as being family heirlooms that had been worn by his father. The only way that the general would have given up those is if his own bid for revenge had failed. Those are the swords that Gen now carries. And he was introduced in the story Bounty Hunters in the 1985 anthology Critters No. 1 published by Fanagraphics. 
He's also guested in many of Usagi's story arcs, including, but not limited to, the dragon bellow can be found in Usagi Yojimbo Book 4, which are the initial run of trade paperbacks. Gen's story is in Book 7, Grasscutter, which is 12, Grasscutter 2, Journey to Atsuta Shrine, which is in Book 15, and Sparrows, which is in Book 24. Now, Gen's character design was inspired by Toshiro Mifune's roles in the Akira Kurosawa movies, Yojimbo and Sanjuro, uh, both of which I have seen, and both of which I can see um, the influence. Uh, next, he tells us that Stray Dog, um, his name is Inukai, I believe his house pronounced, is a ruthless bounty hunter who would turn against his own partners if it meant a profit for himself. Not anywhere near as a larger biography. Uh, he made his first appearance in Mongrels, which is in collected in Usagi Yojimbo. I'm sorry. Originally, it was in Usagi Yojimbo Volume 2, Number 11, which is from Mirage Publishing. Um, now, that second volume, for those of you that are not familiar, is also all in color. It's a it's the shortest volume to date, except for this one just got started. But uh, it's all in color also. Major storylines in which he, Stray Dog, appeared include uh, Daisho, which is in collected in Book 9, and Sparrows, which is collected in Book 4. He's partnered with Gen many times, often to the chagrin of one or the other. Though he puts on the exterior of a heartless, money-hungry brute. Now this is cool. Unknown to others, the rewards he collects are all given to an orphanage to care for the children. Now that's what Stray Dog does with him. So that's kind of a cool thing that's not really highlighted too much now. But in his first several stories, it was. So that's in order to understand and, and know that connection, you would have to have read a couple of his first. Alrighty, I believe that's um, everything that I have this episode. Uh, talked a little bit about the definition of Daisho. And then, uh, like I said, that, that Jizo, if that is correct, showing up, that was kind of cool. And in color, it's it's much uh, starker now because I know that the red is used to symbolize. And in color, we can see that. Whereas in the former black and white volume, it, it wouldn't have jumped out at you like that. So that was, that was a cool. All right, guys. All of that, I'm out of words to say. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you guys next time. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, Non-Derivatives, 3.0, Unported License.